Welcome everyone to the Art of Human podcast, the podcast dedicated to celebrating humanhood via practical life concepts, insightful perspective from humans, more humans, and more fucking humans. You guessed it. I am your host Sapien. I hope you enjoy. What's up you guys? So during this podcast episode, I speak to Anthony Simon, which is one of my long life friends. I've known him since elementary school. Uh, I met him in fourth grade, I believe, and till this day, he's actually my brother's best friend. They've been best friends since, I think, when they were in fifth grade when I met him. They became best friends pretty quickly on. But during this podcast episode, what you can expect is a pretty free-flow conversation. Um, Anthony has his master's degree in mathematics. He'll explain which specific mathematics during the podcast. But he's a really educated guy with regard to mathematics, and I've been able to see him develop a lot as a person, as a human being, because I've known him for so long. And so it's a very kind of relaxed conversation, kind of unconventional, because when we start the podcast, it's like I wasn't even sure if the recording that we had started was going to be the actual podcast, but I kind of like the authenticity, the candid candidness i'm not sure if that's a word but i like the idea that we just rolled into it and it was a lot of fun and we talk about i talk about nutrition he asked me questions regarding nutrition he gives a little bit of insight with regard to mathematics and how it's kind of a a variable that is really something that everyone should be aware of to a certain degree he kind of brings to light why mathematics is is good to know at least a certain amount and that is it you guys i'm not gonna take more of your time we'll just get right into it i hope you enjoy bye all right guys so i didn't check the recording until after it was all done and i made a big mistake i've been making a lot of mistakes lately but you know what that's how you fucking learn so this podcast is an example of everything i've been doing everything i advocate for this is an example Because this podcast was unfortunately not recorded from the nice microphones I have, but it was recorded from the shitty microphone that is built into my laptop. So, you know what? I would still advocate for you to listen, at least to a certain degree, because it's a very raw audio, and it's kind of cool. You you can hear the chickens in the backyard, and (laughs) and luckily with the editing process that I do, it actually still is comprehensible to listen to it. But yeah, man, this is life. You make mistakes, and you know what? It's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. So I hope you enjoy the podcast. Yeah. So my computer, the the disc, yeah, has been showing that it's at a hundred percent. The disc is in the memory. The yeah, the what was that? That's the different thing, though. I think. Well, give it one. towards me and I'll let's see if I'll watch I'm open the task manager yeah watch it's fun because I help people with this kind of shit at work all the time me and Juan are like <laughs> air quote well see I, I think last night I did a bunch of things so that the disc would lower oh. because the disc was showing it was at 100% this, this is like the RAM so um, there's two types of memory in your computer you have the DDR RAM and then you just have your fucking RAM I mean then you just have your memory you know, 
everything that you store is typically just in memory. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But then when the computer runs it, it takes up something called the RAM. You know? I thought RAM and memory were interchangeable. Like, I thought they meant the same thing. Well, no, you have memory... You, okay, so RAM is denoted in memory. So you have 8 gigs of RAM, mm -hmm. but gigabytes is also memory. Storage. Yeah. yeah. So you can have up to 8 gigabytes of storage process, like running at the same time. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's double check that our vocals are coming in good. If they're good, one. I don't know. We two, might just. We, this might just be the start of the podcast. Three. Make four. it a very candid beginning. <laughs> maybe the folks listening will like that kind of shit, huh? Yeah, maybe. We'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, my voice is picking up between negative twelve to negative six. I can increase a little bit. Uh. Uh. Maybe like make sure. I yeah. Silent tap. Be stirring this tea. Are you going to talk like that the whole podcast? Well, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. I'm just like, fucking I, I just gotta get, like you said, we got to get comfortable. got to get into it. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm, we're juicing right now. We're yeah. letting the juices flow. Yeah, actually, let me just post up sideways because I got long legs. Uh, how tall are you? Six, one, six one some change. Not, so me, and, me and you have almost always been similar height and uh, shoe size. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Now that I'm getting more accustomed to this whole podcast thing, I'm able... You know, last thing I might have mentioned to you how I've changed up my editing process so that it makes all the wavelengths about the same. Yeah. And it literally just takes about seven steps. <laughs> and I found these seven steps. I just typed in on Google, like, ways to make audio sound better via Audacity. Yeah. And Fuck it's you. made a tremendous difference, I think. Um, the last podcast with Joseph... That was the first time I had actually edited, like, the podcast in that form. And it made it sound way better in the sense that everything is at the same wavelength, right? Yeah. Because I can go through the, the whole audio file, and I can try to go piece by piece editing it. But I have to go piece by piece, because if I put increase, uh, amplify the entire audio file, it's only going to amplify until the first part clips. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. So. Okay. Damn. Damn. Let's learn some tech shit, some sound wave equipment. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's, you know, it's good. this is kind of, this is the process, man. Like, you know, you start anything and you're going to fucking suck when you start off, I feel like. Because, I mean, it's something new. Yeah. But... If you forget about having expectations and comparing yourself to how far ahead your friend might be, then you start to realize that, you know, you get better and that getting better feels really, really great. Like yeah. just this whole podcast process, it's like me getting better at the editing process, me becoming more familiar with the, how to run the website. Um, let's talk about the social media, like social you, media. You become better with every iteration. Iteration? Yeah, like every time you do like a podcast you become more refined every time you post something you become more refined week by week you know it's a yeah. process that you're you're getting down your understanding you know what i mean mm -hmm. yeah yeah no i think it's interesting i mean this whole because before this podcast i was never all that tech savvy i mean i'm still not tech savvy <laughs> yeah well i mean you're understanding that it's like it's bigger than us like i thought i was tech savvy and i was like 
Bro, when I went to college, people blew me the hell out of the water, bro. I learned so much, but, like, I'm still learning more, and you understand that, shit, you can't learn everything. Nah, <laughs> you never will. That's why I always say, like, no one knows shit, because if there's an infinite amount of shit to know, then even someone who thinks he knows the most doesn't actually know shit. Yeah. And I think having that perspective kind of just relaxes you and say, you know, it has you think, like, fuck, well, no one really knows, so I'm not actually far behind at all. Yeah. There's some people who've just done it, like, a couple times more or a hundred times more, and it's like, oh, you know, it just shows. But mm-hmm. if you just stay at it, keep at it, you know, yeah, you'll, you'll be there before you even realize it. You, you know, when you become critical on yourself in the editing process, like... You know, you're doing things, you hear things that other people don't hear in your own voice, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. And then the thing I constantly advocate for on the podcast, on Instagram, is like, enjoy the process. You know, because when you when you actually prioritize enjoying the process, whatever it is you're doing, whether it's you hanging out with friends, whether it's you working on a new hobby like I am with the podcast, whether it's you working on this thing that you've always, you know, you've been doing from a young age, but it feels like it's just becoming kind of stale. Like, prioritize yeah. the fun in it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How would you say you could relate to that? With math? Oh, most definitely. Like, you know, at first, like, I mean, I'm not obviously like most people. I get the pleasure out of doing math. Like, mm-hmm. I find some pleasure in finding an answer to some question, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like a puzzle. You mm-hmm. know, people like winning at chess. People like winning at football, basketball, blah, blah, blah. You like winning at math. Well, the equivalent <laughs> would be just getting a question right. It's oh, a little bit simpler, okay. you know? The mm. gratification, the, it feels nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you have questions that are a little bit difficult, but then sometimes you can fall back on what you understand already, you know? Mm. Draw from there and enjoy yourself, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you don't always solve the problem, but, you know, you can always make some progress. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there's like an infinite amount of progress you can make in whatever you do. And another, because I told you I've been writing a lot of stuff on my desk. And like one of the things I wrote was, um, I have it right here. Let me look over and I'll tell you guys. <laughs> Keep them entertained, Simon. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I was going to sip my tea, but I guess I cannot. But, yeah, um, I'm an educator at a community college and it's nice to do math and help people understand mathematics it's cool i enjoy my job i'm currently looking for other jobs but you know it's okay i'm just gonna take a picture of what's on the <laughs> desk and then i'll read it because otherwise i wouldn't be able to to do it no, i feel that where did you grow up anthony um i actually grew up in like elsinore from like the age of four to 18 then I came out to Pomona because college, you know. Mm-hmm. I heard Elsinore is pretty whack, honestly. Um, it's a small <laughs> town. Yeah, small town vibes, like. No, I'm, I'm just kidding. About that. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty uh whack. No, it's not. It's not whack at all. I, mean, I was just saying that as a joke because <laughs> I I constantly tell my friends that like Elsinore is the best city in the world, and then now I'm just fucking calling it whack just for fun. I think it's like you know if you like small town vibes. And you like everyone knowing each other kind of deal? Yeah, I mean, it's an intimate environment, and it's a lot of... I mean, there's a lot of commitment, you know? 
because you are around the same people all the time, you get to develop these hopefully positive, intimate relationships. Yeah, definitely. And so I really think it comes down to your perspective. Because oh, I think definitely. I think I had that same kind of that same perspective of like, fuck, man, it sucks. Like everyone knowing your business <laughs> and like it being so small. Yeah. But then like. When you get swallowed up in the opposite where, like, no one knows your business, you're, like, you're floating, no one knows what the hell's going on with you. Yeah, then there's a there's a downfall to that, too. Yeah, like... And I think it really comes down, at least from my experience, it comes down to, like, self-awareness and, like, recognizing what you like and what you don't like. And when you stop giving less fucks about what other people think, you can really almost put yourself in any environment and you'll be... You're gonna be happy, I feel like. Yeah, you should be able to thrive and... Most environments, if you, like, stay true with yourself and understand what you like and don't like about things. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so I got the quote here. Let's hear it. That's it? You haven't heard it? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe. All right, so I wrote down, water does not flow in one direction. Water flows in all directions. If you feel stale, flow like water. Change direction, relax, and adapt. Go. Heck yeah. Path of least resistance. Huh? Path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. It's it's like something in math, but I'm not going to get too deep into it, but, you know, things are going to tend to flow where there's least resistance. Like, if something is pushing on it, you know, it's going to probably slip to the side because, like, there's not as much pressure right there, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, like, the best idea is, like, water. Yeah. Things rolling down a hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I, the idea of, like, water, it really it really kind of became a part of my philosophy after looking more into Bruce Lee. I think anyone who's heard of Bruce Lee, they've probably heard of, you know, the, or seen the video where he talks about water and just being, like, flowing like water. You put water into a cup, it becomes the cup. You put water into a teacup, it becomes a teacup. Now water can flow or it can crash. Be water, my friend. Right? There's just, there's, it's so simple, but there's a lot of depth to that. Yeah. Because it's just telling you, like, hey, like, don't confine yourself under a specific doctrine. Don't identify as a very particular thing because then, whether you like it or not, subconsciously, you're going to limit yourself to that specific form of belief. Heck yeah. And if you keep yourself open-minded and you say, hey, you know what, instead of identifying under this very specific thing, I'm going to kind of pull back my identity and make it a little more a little more vague. That way I have the open-mindedness to, to kind of tackle whatever I want in different forms. Yeah, no, I totally agree. He has so many great quotes. Um, I can't name the quote exactly off the top of my head, but he has one talking about grabbing parts from other, like, grab what you need and throw out what you don't need and, like, add what you like or add your own taste to it, you know? Mm -hmm. I can't remember how the exact quote goes, but Mm. he has many, many great quotes. I have a bunch of quotes on my desk. Yes. (laughs) Um, I have one right here it says man he is constantly growing and when is bound by a set pattern of ideas or way of doing things that's when he stops growing right so it's just like the second you say like this is this is exactly who I am or this is the exact thing that I'm gonna do 
then you, you put a certain limitation on yourself. Yeah. Um, and this is actually like an idea that I have for a solo run episode, and it'll be kind of more of a... I kind of want to make it like a meditative form of podcast. I don't know if there is podcasts like that. I'm sure there is. There's so many out there. Yeah. But I want to make it where it's like, where you listen and... You feel set, more relaxed. Yeah, well, I want to make it like a meditation. Like, I'm going to guide you through it. I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and essentially envision yourself as just like this... Uh, just envision like you don't exist. Like, you are... Like, just empty your mind and just have this... Just envision black. This blackness, this void. But not like a void whether it's full or empty. It's just... It's just blank. It's just neutral. Yeah, like stop thinking about what you have to do during the day. Mm-hmm. Stop thinking about your responsibilities. Mm-hmm. Life. Just be in the moment. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the... And don't even identify yourself as being any particular thing. Like, forget about you being a student. Forget about you being a worker at so-and-so job. Forget about the car you drive. Forget about your girlfriend. Forget about your wife. Forget about your kids. <laughs> forget yeah. about yourself. Just blank your mind for like five, ten minutes. Just and real, and just kind of listen on, and just realize, you know, well, the whole beginning part is just to kind of get you into that mindset, and just kind of get you in the mindset of like shit. I'm just a fucking stardust particle in this whole universe, and all right, I have this consciousness, I have these thoughts, I have this and that, but that doesn't really mean shit. Yeah, and, like, the scope, the timeline of, like, the whole universe, mm-hmm. like, we're less than 1% of 1% of 1%, like, you know? Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, because the thing that I find it, the thing that I constantly have to, that I have to persevere through is the idea that certain things are really all that important, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like, you know, for instance... Uh, the whole application that I just recently did, I put in a lot of work, I had a lot of people help me with it, and ultimately I ended up fucking up because I didn't submit it at the time that it was due, and... Hey, it happens, it happens. happens. Yeah, it happens, and it's weird because it's like I've been practicing, like, just strengthening my mind through, you know, exposing myself on the internet, um by just changing myself physically, um, and like all these things, changing my physical and mental self, so then when I got to that moment where like shit hit the wall and like I realized that I couldn't turn in this application anymore and I literally wasted, wasted, quote unquote wasted, like hundreds of dollars and like had people like take their time to like do something for me by writing me a letter of recommendations, etc., etc., it's like I felt bad for a few 15 minutes, and I even, like, was like, fuck, and I even went to your door, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, shit, Anthony's not here, <laughs> and, um, but within, like, a 20 minutes, I was like, all right, I don't know, it's just like, it almost didn't phase me all that much, <laughs> which it really surprised me, yeah. because in the past, I would have been really phased by it. I think it's, like, a, also a maturity thing, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, no, I mean, it was just, it's surprise. I think that's something that happens sometimes is that you develop, you work on whatever you might be doing, and then you just put in the work, and you don't actually see the results until something just kind of comes at you. Oh, yeah, most definitely. It'll come. Don't worry. Yeah. (laughs) 
So, it's an interesting thing. Um, and I think another thing that comes to mind when I when I see you is um, obviously we've known each other for how long? Since fifth grade, I I was in I, fourth grade. You were in fifth grade. Yeah. And so fourth grade, you are. I am. Like nine, ten. So okay, most people enter kindergarten when they're five or six. Okay. So then, from kindergarten, kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, that's six years. That's like eleven. So you were eleven years old when you were in fifth grade. Yeah. All right. So we're at 10, 11 when we met, and we're both 23, 24. Yeah. Your birthday is next month, actually. Yeah. So what? We've been on each other for what's the math? You're the math guy. It'll be 25 <laughs> minus 11. Which is 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 14 years we've known each other. It's been a while. More and than so half my life. More than half both our lives. Yep. And so the only person that could compare to that is really my family. Right? Immediate yeah. family. And, like, that's basically it. But when it comes to friendships between you and, let's say, Ray, yeah, you guys are right then and there. And what I was going to say with regard to you is that I can retrospect on our relationship and just you as a person. And <laughs> I feel like I've seen you develop a lot. Likewise, my friend. Before, just to build some context, was like in high school, I remember you started high school, maybe middle school, you know, you would wear a lot, like you're, the way you would dress was just very, <laughs> like, consistent, like it was just like constantly wearing band t-shirts, constantly, yeah. it was just a very, like, kind of... <laughs> black black pants, black, black pants, tee, maybe like a hat and, you know... Some vans? A, yeah, some vans. Or some fucking... <laughs> high top converse you know some high top converse yeah well what i'm trying to get at like not that the clothes really means anything but it's like now you see i see you dress and it's like you might yeah. be wearing short shorts you might be wearing like a very colorful t-shirt you might yeah. be wearing like a lot of things that kind of expose you more yeah and not that like i said not that the clothes really means anything but it kind of shows the development that you've had as a person yeah and in part yeah, and in particular, maybe it's... I'm one of the few people that I could actually acknowledge that because I've, I've known you long enough. But yeah. as your fashions become more free, I guess you could say, yeah. like you as a person have kind of freed yourself from kind of these like societal norms. And I think just yeah, as a person... The burdens that people put up with them like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you even have like a bunch of piercings. Yeah, to some extent, a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> some people have more, but, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> I have a decent amount. Um, nose, two in each ear. That's about it. Yeah. That's five. I wouldn't say that's, that's a lot, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you have, a, you have more metal than me, right? Metal? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a titanium rod in my femur. <laughs> Yeah. You know, sometimes I forget I have a canteen in there. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. I bet, like, it's not like you feel it, like, it's not like you can clink it or, like, you have, like, a magnet sticking to you. Like, it doesn't even matter like that, yeah. No. And the <laughs> thing was, when they when I got the titanium rod, they told me that, you know, I was concerned. I was like, when I go to the airport, like, am I going to go off? 
Yeah. <laughs> no, but it no, it doesn't go off. I haven't really had any issues. Yeah. I, I would imagine. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Dang. So what would you say some... You got your degree in math. You got your master's in math. What would you <laughs> say is like... Because I always ask you this. I've asked you this in the past. Yeah. What's the... How is math a part of everybody's life? Math is obviously a subject... It's a, It's one of the main subjects for a reason. Yeah. Why I mean, is it relevant to everybody? Why is it relevant to everybody? Okay, well, not everyone has to go as far as I did with math. Mm-hmm. You know, people still go further. But, um, you know, daily math could even just be like, oh, I'm going to buy a TV today. You know, TV sometimes 300 to $1,000, you know? Mm-hmm. If you even, like, want to buy a TV, you have to consider the tax, you know? Because tax on, like, a $1,000 TV adds, like, at least, like, another 90, almost 100 extra dollars, you know? So if you walk in with a 1000 bucks trying to buy a $1,000 TV, like, you're going to be, like, out of luck, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just simple things like that, being conscious of just where your money's going because we get taxed at the butt, you know? Just small things. How much would it cost to fill up my tank because gas went up? You don't even have to, like, actually fill up your tank to figure out. You know, you can calculate that technically. Mm-hmm. You know, there's all s- small things you could do. It's, like, mundane things of life, but it, you know, could save you money. Maybe have some time on your hands, you know. Mm-hmm. Would you, so would you say the most, the way that math is most, functional for people is because it saves it could teach you how to save money or be more frugal or be more wise with your money yeah be more wise understand where your money's going like mm-hmm. the difference of buying like a drink at a bar or you know pre-gaming at a house at your house and then taking an uber out you know you mm-hmm. can actually calculate these differences you know mm-hmm. um people don't think about these things like people think about it being x's and y's and crazy things it doesn't always have to be that way mm-hmm. yeah. yeah i mean i guess nowadays it's like with new apps and just like technology i mean like our lives are being made so easy yeah like even all these percentages and all this stuff we're talking about like you can probably download an app oh yeah and that does all for for you it's cool too because like you can even watch like imagine watching the olympics the olympics are always like when they say people's weight it's always in kilograms yeah but we always weigh ourselves in pounds yeah so it's like how do i know like how much this person even weighs like mm-hmm. people look smaller on tv look bigger on tv you know mm-hmm. you can figure out these things it's like i think 2.2 you multiply by yeah it's 2.2 yeah it's just like weird things like that it's all math it mm-hmm. all kind of helps you tie things together in reality i would say mm-hmm. yeah one thing that it's kind of related to math and finances like we're talking about. It's like, I'll, sometimes I'll, I'll need gas, right? Yeah. And I think to myself, all right, well, I need gas right now, so I'm going to go to the closest gas station, which I know this gas station is not the cheapest option. Yeah. But I don't have time to go to Costco or Sam's Club to get, like, where the cheapest gas is. Yeah. So I'll only put, like, let's say 15, 20 bucks to get done whatever I have 
this day or tomorrow. Yeah, and if you do it with cash, I would say it's absolutely no problem because, you know, if you do a card, they, ca- they charge you at they least charge like 25 you. cents, blah, blah, blah. So do you think logically it makes more sense for me to go and put those 20 bucks and pay like a lot for gas? And then let's say in a few days go to Costco and then get gas there? Or is it more practical just to screw it? I'm just going to fill up at the more expensive one because me going to Sam's Club or Costco is not worth it. Well, I don't really know too much about cars, but <laughs> I know, like, there's, like, a small, like, if you get more gas, like, the heavier your car weighs, right, mm-hmm. the less of a distance you can travel, right? The more gas you get, what? So, like, the, the heavier your car is, right? Mm-hmm. If, say I have one gallon of gas and my car weighs, like, a thousand pounds, right? It'll probably go farther than a car that weighs, like, 2,000 pounds, right? Yeah. Realistically, right? So there's, like, this small, like, amount because when you fill up your tank, it kind of, like, lowers your fuel efficiency mm. just a little bit. But when you have an empty tank, it also increases your fuel efficiency, but it also burns quicker because your tank gets hotter faster you know it's like a weird like trade-off so i don't really know but with a normal car i think maybe yeah like get like 10 15 dollars do your thing from like whatever the closest gas station is then fill up all the way from like sam's club mm. you know, or costco like i think that would probably mm-hmm. be a good thing to do that's an interesting point though that you make the you know the weight yeah. I actually didn't consider that. If you have less gas in your car, and these are gallons, so it's not... Like, these are actual pounds. Yeah, like, it's, this is heavy. Like, have you ever carried a five-gallon jug, like, of water? Yeah, it's just pretty water. heavy. If it was gasoline, it would be heavier. Is it? Yeah. The density? Think about it. Like, think about just, like, chemistry, you know what I mean? Just a little bit of, like... <laughs> I'm not going to try and get into it, but... <laughs> Yeah, like, if you have, like, a gallon of, like, water, it's going to weigh less than a gallon of, like... Yeah, just because like there's more... Because the molecules inside are probably a lot closer. And heavier as well. And heavier. Because water is hydrogen and oxygen, which has less of a molecular mass and, like, mm-hmm. carbon, right? Yeah. And oil and most of those things, aren't they made out of carbon or something? I'm not too sure. I'm not too sure. But I'm sure it's heavier particles than hydrogen and oxygen. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, so. And I know, like, like trucks, like semis and stuff, like, they really consider that as well because those things have really bad fuel efficiency. Mm-hmm. And they have to carry, like, two tanks of, like, gasoline, you know? Mm-hmm. So I know there's, like, a lot to consider there. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me think that, oh, that made, that just made me think. So those electric cars, let's say Tesla, the Volt, and like all these other vehicles that are fully electric, their efficiency goes up because they're lighter too then, right? Well, I mean, they're not even running on fuel anymore, but... Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, if you can make a truck electric, if you could haul that much, like, that much, like, cargo, mm-hmm. and it's just straight up electric... I'm pretty sure that's a really good thing to do, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially with, like, you know, carbon emissions alone. Trucks, yeah. like, trucks take up a lot. I mean, you know, 
uh, dairy and cows and all that stuff. They take up more, but, you know. Mm, the methane, right? Yeah. But, Dude, is that a real thing, though? Like, do cows' farts really infect the environment the way that... Because it, it's the methane. Their fart is supposedly methane, from what I understand. Yeah, but it's that. But also, think about how much land we have to clear simultaneously. Oh, that's right, yeah. Where they... Let's say it like this. They're farting, but there's nothing to suck up the farts because they're eating what sucks up the farts. So where do the farts go? They just kind of... Mm, so they're eating the grass. They're <laughs> eating the crops. Which is what would absorb yeah. the CO2. Would it absorb methane as well? I'm not sure. Hmm. Well, they're yeah. basically just eating shit that would clean the environment mm-hmm. in a way. And then they're shitting out a bunch more shit that's adding to the bad stuff. To the, the bad stuff. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, this is, uh, I feel like nowadays the whole vegan culture, I don't know, I think right now we're kind of at a plateau. I don't know that I see a lot more people becoming vegan, but they're definitely in the last couple of years, there was a big rise in people becoming vegan, becoming plant-based. And I think it's a, it's a good approach for a lot of people because... Yo, that's funny because that was one of the questions I wanted to ask you. I was like, what do you think of plant-based diets versus like... That's kind of funny, yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's funny that you're asking me questions. Uh, (laughs) You're right. This kind of no, but all right, all right. Well, this kind of perfectly ties in. Well, all right. So, what do I think about the plant-based diet? Is that what you said? Yeah, let's just start there. Well, kind of going from where I was at, like a lot of people are joining this kind of trend of becoming vegan and vegetarian. And I think a lot of people have really good intentions. I think a lot of people recognize that there's a lot of, uh, what's the word? They're treating the animals poorly. Uh, Ethically, there's a lot of things that are wrong. Mm, Another thing that people consider is the sustainability of consuming animal products, and in particular at the rate in which a lot of Americans tend to eat it. And it's the longevity of just more countries coming up, you know, and we already eat a lot of meat. More places are going to also probably want to eat meat more as well. Yeah. And just sustaining that, it just seems... Yeah, it's definitely become an issue in terms of, I think, being able to produce as much meat as there's demanded. And so people becoming more plant-based is a good thing. But I think the issue comes when people want to flip a switch yeah. and go from you know being a carnivore their whole life... <laughs> or herbivore or whatever the combination of me and plant Omni. <laughs> omnivore there you go there you go and and then they want to sw- flip the switch and then just go full vegan yeah and but they do they flip this switch without actually putting in the research without actually consulting an expert in nutrition without really considering all the different variables that go into that yeah and a lot of people, they, they, they have the discipline to, to stick with a diet, which is super cool. You know, it's good to have discipline. But I think the downfall with a lot of people becoming vegan is that they're becoming malnutrition. Yeah, and maybe they have, like, a favorite dish that they like to eat, and they're not obtaining the other vitamins and nutrients that they need because, you know, yeah, I, mean, and I, know. I just like potatoes a lot, so I'm just going to eat, like, hella potatoes, but I'm not picking up 
you know, the, the other things it can need. Yeah, and I know a lot of people who are vegan or vegetarian, and like you said, there's just a particular thing that they like, and it, it's one of the few things that they find that's vegan. Yeah. So then they eat the same thing over and over and over. Let's say, for instance, like ramen. Yeah. Like, for instance, um, someone from the band, <laughs> from Shred, <laughs> they, um, you know, I have a friend who's who's vegan, and they were telling me that this particular ramen is, like, the only ramen that's vegan. Yeah. And so then they eat a lot of that, which, like, that alone is not necessarily bad, but eating that all day long and consuming 80% of your calories from this one food group. Yeah. It might fill you up, it might give you the energy to get through the day, but then those micronutrients, the vitamins, the minerals, then even macronutrients like protein that's that those noodles aren't going to be too heavy on. Yeah. Like you're neglecting so many nutrients yeah. that ultimately the longevity of your life is most <laughs> definitely shortened, the vitality of your life is, is lowered. Yeah. Um, there's so some, many things. If someone were to dislike wean themselves onto a plant-based diet right what are some things that you can just recommend them even like making slash eating that be like oh i didn't even i didn't even think that's like oh it's plant-based you know because some people may have like a negative connotation when they think of it you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah so it's like i think if someone were to try to wing yeah like peanut butter sandwiches like peanut butter jelly i would say the big thing if you transition into a vegan diet is like transition but make sure to keep the diversity yeah make sure to keep it balanced recognize which plant-based foods are your protein foods which plant-based foods are going to be your carbohydrate foods like having fruits and vegetables and then getting your essential fatty oils that's like probably one of the harder ones because on a plant-based diet it becomes more difficult to get your omega-3 but in particular to get omega-3 dha and epa and those two in particular are what your body needs from food because they cannot synthesize it on its own. Yeah. And so there's a lot of plant-based foods that are rich in omega-3, but they're not DHA, EPA, omega-3. Yeah. They are the omega-3, it's, maybe I'm not correct, but it's um, linolenic, I believe. There's a bunch of different fatty acids, if the yeah. listeners aren't familiar. There's a bunch of different types <laughs> of fats, but the plant-based fats are a type of fat that still needs conversions to be made to be made into the functional one in our body. So for instance, let's say right now you were to eat some hemp seeds. Yeah. All right, great, super rich in omega-3, that's awesome, but it's not super rich in DHA, EPA, omega-3. So what's going to give me that DHA, EPA? Uh, on a vegan diet, it's kind of hard. You almost have to supplement a lot of times. Yeah. Like I know algae, Okay. The stuff you find in water, that's like a actual pure form of DHA and EPA. Hmm. Well, it has some of that pure form. Yeah. That's People really... People take, like, vitamin supplements or something, like... Yeah, I mean, but, like, that's the thing. When you're vegan, you don't want anything related to food. Because if you were a little bit lenient, I'd just tell you, get an omega-3 fish oil tablet. Yeah. And that's, like, a super potent <laughs> form of omega-3 DHA EPA. But when you're vegan, you've locked yourself into this specific <laughs> doctrine, this specific set of rules rules well. that says you can't eat anything animal related. Yeah. And so now, yeah, in terms of just strictly plant-based, there's algae. And like I mentioned, a lot of other plant-based foods do have omega-3, but it's just not that potent source. Yeah. And so you have to so consume... So like if re- you were to take like fish oil, even like 
maybe I'm not like, oh, I'm vegan because, you know, animals. Maybe I'm vegan because of, you know, my own just health. Because maybe someone reflects that they just have like a lot like high cholesterol, high blood pressure, things like that running on in their family. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, there's great things about plant-based diet. I mean, I think is there's no argument there. I mean, in reality, and people who listen to this, maybe they'll argue, oh, no, plant-based is terrible, carnivore is great. Yeah. But everything comes down to an individual basis. Yeah. Someone can be on a carnivore diet, and it might work great for them. Yeah, And, absolutely. I mean, I could argue that there's a lot of deficiencies that they make themselves susceptible to, but if they do the research, they somehow still account for those ma- micronutrients by supplementing and doing this and that. I mean, who knows? They could probably live a healthy life on a carnivore diet because yeah. everybody's body is unique. Absolutely. But <laughs> if I were to kind of say in general what's good for most people, it's like just have a balanced diet. Yeah. Like it's pretty simple. It's just like... Make sure you eat your greens, your veggies. Maybe you want some meat, so you eat some like fish, some chicken, maybe stay away from some red meat, right? Mm-hmm. But for the most part... Yeah, and if you're you're gonna commit to being a vegan, if you're gonna commit to being vegetarian, then please just do the research. Yeah. Like, look, like I said, like, just look into where you're gonna get your... Yeah, I mean, just look into where you're gonna get your macronutrients, because some of the, the, the most, one of the basic things in nutrition is, like, there's three macronutrients, right? There's six nutrients that I know of, but three macronutrients are the ones that actually give you energy. Yeah. So it's fat, protein, carbohydrates. And then micronutrients is vitamin, minerals, and water, right? Okay. Those other three are just as important, but you need them in really small dosages, which is why it's called micronutrients. Yeah. Well, except water, you need it in pretty high amounts. <laughs> yeah. So I'm not, you, you don't even have to categorize that in there. <laughs> but what, you need, what people need to understand with regard to macronutrients is that they each have a different functionality in the body, but our body is so resilient, our bodies are so dynamic that it can make adaptations so that whatever you're doing, it'll kind of adapt to it, right? So that's why you hear a lot of people go on the ketogenic diet and you think, all right, well, if carbohydrates are so important, how could they live with just like like a very little amount? Well, it's because the body says, hey, like, you know, normally the body functions on glucose as its main source of energy, but then when it goes in keto- ketosis, when you start to consume a very, very negligible negligible amount of carbohydrates, I think it has to be less than 50 grams per day, then your body says, all right, well, I don't, I, I'm not eating enough carbohydrates to sustain all the cells in my body, so I'm going to start producing this thing called ketones. And ketones are fairly similar to carbohydrates that it can go through the blood-brain barrier. And that's really what makes glucose so special is that it can go into the brain. And this, these ketones are, from what I know, one of the other only other subs, energy substrates that can do that, like still go into the brain. Hmm. And so the body makes adaptations for everything. Yeah. But those micronutrients, like the vitamins, the minerals, those essential fatty acids, those yeah. things that the body cannot synthesize on its own, if you don't give your body those nutrients then you're going to develop a deficiency and there's no way around it because your body doesn't have the mechanism to resolve that. Yeah. Short term, your body can keep you going, right? <laughs> you, you eat a shitty diet, your body will keep you going one yeah. way or another. 
But after years and years of neglecting certain vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, your body's just going to start breaking down. Yeah. Because the only the yeah. only other way for your body to get some of those nutrients is by legitimately breaking down your bones, breaking down your muscle, right? If I'm not consuming enough protein, I'm going to start breaking down my own muscle, start getting amino acids from my muscle so that I can go through all the other processes that my body needs to com- accomplish. Yeah. But guess what? You're going to lose all your muscle. You're going to start to lose stability. Your knees are going to start giving out. Everything, man. Yeah. And I guess one thing that I would like to tell listeners is that protein out of the three macronutrients is the one nutrient that you really can't synthesize from anything else, if that makes sense. And I'll try to make that sense to both you, Anthony, and the listeners. What can I eat to get protein? Hold on, hold on. Before we get into that, (laughs) before we get into that, so, um, so I just said that protein is the only macronutrient that you cannot really synthesize endogenously which is within yourself and the other two macronutrients fat and carbohydrates you can synthesize from other substrates so for instance you consume a bunch of candy right now not all of that is going to be stored as glycogen which is our body's form storage form of carbohydrates your body is going to convert some of that sugar into fat right yeah now if you were to go um and you were to eat like a very minimal amount of carbohydrates, let's say if you were going like on a keto diet, your body could still technically produce glucose through a pl- through a process called gluconeogenesis. And so basically just envision like a fatty acid, right? Because all these, all these macronutrients, they're just like carbons and hydrogens and all these other yeah. elemental things. So if you look at a fatty acid, there's like a certain portion of it that is a lot of carbons. And so we can cleave that off. Our body has a mechanism to cleave that off and then produce carbohydrate out of that fat. Okay. It can produce a glucose molecule off of the, what's the name for it? <laughs> it's, I don't even want to say it because it, it's, it a, has it's some a little synthesis. rusty. Yeah. You, it's called gluconeogenesis. It's the body's process of making glucose from non glucose substrates okay from non-glycogen basically yeah so i I eat some candy and then it turns into fat it can turn into fat you don't have any any carbohydrates you can derive carbohydrate glucose from your fat yeah but there's no you can't derive protein from fat or carbohydrates yeah it's a very unique Hmm. macronutrient and so if your body needed more protein it would have to dig into your muscles yeah which of course no one wants that to happen (laughs) Yeah. So, with that said, if I were to be on a normal diet, where would I... I would typically get my protein from my steak, my chicken, eggs, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, I mean, there's a lot of different ways you can get protein, whether it's through yeah, the ones you mentioned, like meat. Yeah. You know, red meat, chicken, poultry, fish. All animal products have really good protein because they're they so protein is composed of amino acids and all animal protein is a complete amino acid okay. whether it's cheese whether it's milk yogurt the actual you know meat it all has a complete amino acid profile and the reason that's important is because out of all the amino acids i can't remember if it's eight or nine but there's eight or nine essential amino acids yeah. Which means, again, your body cannot synthesize it on its own. Yeah. And so, 
your question was where can I get my protein? Yeah. That's pretty much all the sources I just mentioned, like all the animal products yeah. from there. But of course, if you get something like mayonnaise or <laughs> or butter, like those things are refined animal products to the point where they're just the fat. Yeah. Right? But in most cases, if you're eating an animal product, it's got probably protein. Yeah. And what are some non-animal products that have protein as well? Um, so the, just, to, just before I get into that, to... The difference is that, and the reason a lot of times people say that plant-based diets can't be healthy is because most plant-based foods are not complete amino acid profile foods. They're protein. They're like partial. It's partial because let's say, for instance, like all animal products have all the 90 essential amino acids, right? Uh I might be messing up. It might be eight essential amino acids, but I can't remember. But with regard to plant-based protein, a lot of times, let's say, for instance, you eat beans... It might be like five out of the nine amino acids. Yeah. And so you would have to complement that plant protein with some other type of plant protein. Yeah. So for instance, you take a bean, you take beans, and you eat that with rice. That rice has the other amino essential amino acids that that those beans didn't have. Okay. So you put them together. Now you've got these complementary protein sources, and you've got a complete amino acid profile. Hmm. Right. But protein's like a very kind of technical thing because even if you were to do that, if you're eating beans and rice all day and you're like, <laughs> I'm getting all my protein. Yeah. Well, the thing is, I, you might actually be eating all those essential amino acids, but there's a lot of other variables that will dictate how much you absorb and how much is actually functional to your body. Yeah. The fiber, the way you cook the product. Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of variables. Yeah. And like... There's, yeah, like you said, fiber and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So the things that you need to eat to complement it. It's yeah, not man. only just getting, oh, I need my protein. Oh, I need my carbs. Oh, mm-hmm. I need my fat. Like, you know, you kind of need a little bit of everything. Yeah. So make sure you, you know, diversify what you eat, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think the big, the big thing, I mean, I, everything I try to advocate to people or try to teach to people, I try to simplify it, right? Because I think there's a lot of things to learn so that whomever's going to teach it, they understand all the, a lot of the perspectives on it. Yeah. So that, you know, I, when I go and help an individual, I understand that there's a lot of different ways that I can approach this. And depending on your biology, your ex, your um, medical history, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. the way I help you is going to be unique. Whatever your physical activity is, whatever your objective is, it's going to be tailored towards that. And so as a professional, even let's say you're a math professional – you have to understand a lot of the different variables in mathematics so that when you go help someone, you can help them. Yeah. But as a day-to-day person who just wants, like, the fundamental principles, like, things are actually fairly simple. Oh, yeah. Assuming that your body's functioning in, like, the quote-unquote normal way. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, so with regard to nutrition, I just say have a balanced diet, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Like, just... Get from your dairy products because the reason dairy is important is just because it has like certain vitamins and minerals. For the big ones that come to mind is like calcium, yeah. And it's a good protein source. And then, you know, get your dairy, get your protein, whatever mean that might be, whether it's eggs, meat, yogurt, tofu, complementing beans and rice. Then get your carbohydrate sources, your starches like rice, potatoes, tortillas, etc., etc. Yeah. And then get your fats, making sure that you get a combination of 
you know, get some essential fatty acids in there. So, like, cook with olive oil, etc. You can eat some fish, eat fish once or twice a week, get some omega-3s in there. Yeah. And then, pro- I already mentioned protein. So, it's just, that's really, it's pretty basic stuff. Yeah. Like, if you really break it down. Yeah, just don't, like, you know, if you eat a lot of one thing, just don't eat that one thing a lot just try to make sure you eat other things as well yeah i mean one of the things i try to do is like every time i eat it's like all right like just get a little bit of everything every time i eat i try to have one veggie on there veggie protein carbs and then the the oils already in the whatever i cook the meat with all right i'm solid right there cool and you don't need dairy every meal yeah you know you have dairy once or twice a day yeah and then maybe you maybe you you pour yourself some coffee you have some some almond milk Right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, there's other alternatives for to get those nutrients that are in dairy products. You can go plant-based on that, too. Yeah. But that's really it, is just having the diversity in your diet. That's, like, the most fundamental thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> yeah. What would you say is the most kind of fundamental thing to know in math? Like, right now, I'm saying there's pretty fundamental things in nutrition. Yeah. Regarding mathematics, what's just, like, the basics that everyone should know or have an idea for? Um, honestly, like, for modern people and how people use it day to day, I think a really good understanding of, like, you know, PEMDAS, good old, please excuse my parentality, parentheses, mm. exponents. Mm. I forgot about that. Multiplication slash revision addition slash subtraction you know what mm-hmm. i mean i think if people have like a good decent understanding of that what decimal numbers are honestly can't go wrong with that so pemdas is parentheses mm-hmm. like putting like the little brackets around no yeah, yeah i'm trying to just yeah. what's the word for every for the acronym parentheses is p so please you know exponents exponents it's e or excuse right Exponents is like, oh, two, two to the third power, right? Mm-hmm. Two times two, two times two. Times two mm-hmm. would be eight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, you know, multiplication slash division, you know, we already did some multiplication, but division would be like three divided by three is one, you know, 25 divided by five is five, you know, five one quarter makes five, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then multiplication, division, what's the A stand for? Addition, subtraction. Addition, subtraction. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah, it's fine. pretty basic shit. Yeah. Some people, you know, they're a little rusty on it, so, like, they, they have an actual fear of it, but, you know, you just realize that everyone kind of slips up sometimes, you know, we're all human. We're not all perfect when we do calculations, you know? Yeah. So it's good to have an understanding of how to, um, like, manipulate things such as, like, a calculator, maybe Excel if you want to go to that far, to that extent, you know, to do things like that. Excel is, like, a real common one that people use, you know? You can manage your finances, get a job in business or something, you know? I think out of PEMDAS, they all seem like, man, I should know it, but when the fuck do I use um, <laughs> exponents? Exponents? Yeah, when do I use that? Exponents. Um, 
I mean, I think it just gives you like a better scope of things. Yeah. It's like a it's a grouping of things. Like um wow. I'm trying to think of like how to get into math without getting the math. What about Don't worry about it, dude. <laughs> what about like um what is it called? The quadratic formula, you know? Mm-hmm. The quadratic formula, like everyone feels like that's like a vague memory in their head, you know? When they think about quadratic formula, they're like negative b um, plus or minus some weird stuff. There's a square root divided by some crap, you know? Mm-hmm. People think about like think about it like that. But when you do that, what is it about? Why? When can you use the quadratic formula? You know, you can only use it when a polynomial is to the second power. You know, what does it mean to be to the second power? It means your exponent, exponent is two. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So to understand what an exponent means, like I think that is a good thing for someone. You know, mm-hmm. what what the hell is an exponent? You know, it's just a grouping of a number. Same so it, it makes things. It's it's. I mean, I think a lot of re- retrospecting back in math because I haven't done too much math. Yeah. It's like the formulas are really just like. You're almost just getting a bunch of information and somehow compacting it, so it's just practical for you to even do it. Yeah, exactly. Let's I mean, for instance, you could take a bunch of twos, 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 or you can just say two times three it gives you that much. Yeah. Instead of saying two plus two plus two, you just say two times three. Yeah. So doing an exponent is just a matter of just simplifying things. Exactly. Say mm. say I have like three three twos, right? Yeah. I have three twos, like two two two, right? And I just don't want to write that many times. I just put two and a little three because that says I have two of these threes, but they're all by multiplication. Mm-hmm. Say I wanted to do it with addition, right? Mm-hmm. Say I wanted two threes with addition, right? Okay. Then I write it with some multiplication. You know what I mean? Two times three. Yeah. Like you said, it is just compacting information and yeah. seeing it as different ways. And then it somehow has an impact on like our reality you know yeah somehow all men 35 tend to have a weight of blah 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 you know if they have a certain height like there's certain things that we can pinpoint based on other factors if we account for it it's kind of weird like statistics seems to be one of the most practical forms of math like when i hear you talk about it you mentioned sports earlier you know, the Olympics. Yeah. And, like, you're getting an idea for how good is an athlete in comparison to what's ever been done in human history. Yeah, exactly. Because mm. it's like, is this a large dude doing this running? Or is it a tiny dude doing this running? Or is he a normal-sized dude doing this running? You know what I mean? Like, or female. You know, like... How are you generating that power? Yeah, how does know? that person physically generate that power? That could be a question to someone. What, how would you figure out this problem? You would have to do mathematics, you know? Which then goes into physics? It could. Absolutely. But is it, if when we talk about physics, would mathematics just be a tool for physics? Absolutely. Um, math, so sciences are all funded or based off of some, a little bit of mathematics, right? All science? Well, Pretty much, right? Probably. Um... I don't want to say absolutes here, but, you know, like when you have your physics, your questions can be answered by using mathematics. 
Then you have your statistics. Your questions can be answered by using mathematics. Chemistry, same thing. Chemistry, likewise. Bio, sometimes, you know, because mm-hmm. bio can be categorical, you know. It can be feature-based. But math also talks about features as well. So it can be in a way, but it's like reality is a little bit more complex than that. So it's like, you know, does math account for all of that complexity? Maybe. I don't know. Well, not that it, I don't think it so much accounts for all the complexity, but it's almost like mathematics is a fundamental principle that everything else kind of requires to a certain extent. Yeah, like we're even making this podcast because of mathematics, you know? Uh-huh. Like, you know, like, these are sound waves. Like, you can adjust the sound waves. You're using, you you use your computer, you can compress, amplify, you can make them do all sorts of things, you know? Um, Chop it up. This is, it doesn't seem like it, but it is technically a science in a way. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And math is one of the main principles, right? Oh, absolutely. How is the computer put together? Ooh. Ones and zeros, binary, you know, crazy things. Hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I feel like we definitely tackled a lot. Talking about nutrition. I probably did more of the talking, but whatever. Yeah. That's perfectly fine. <laughs> hey, maybe maybe next time when you're on the show, then, yeah. then you'll talk a little bit more. But I think what's good is that we had a good conversation that we both learned a lot of things. Yeah, and actually my, my degree is in... My undergraduate degree is in applied mathematics slash stats. My master's degree is in just pure, pure mathematics. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make that make clear. that clear. I mean, it is math and math. They are just generalized math and math, you know. Mm-hmm. But for those who are slightly more curious, you know, like I actually do have a little bit of a taste of everything. Some people are like, oh, I only do applied math. I only do stats. Hey, I think it's good to know a little bit of everything. Can't hear you. I agree. Yeah. Uh, I just want to finish up, maybe just getting your perspective on... Um, how do you feel that we as humans are doing right now? Like, in your opinion, your your personal perspective... Yeah. Just, just what's your opinion <laughs> on how human beings are doing? Maybe highlighting what you really, really like. And yeah. maybe highlighting one thing that you feel particularly that we can better ourselves in and maybe a method as to how we can do that. Yeah, so as humans, uh, how are we doing? I'm not too sure I can say, but from my personal experience, I could, I feel as though like humans, like we're, we're learning a lot, you know, I think it's a good thing that everyone's learning to nurture each other and not everyone is so selfish, you know? Everyone is understanding to give to each other, look out for the lesser man, air quote, lesser person, you know? Um, I think that's a good thing because before it was like, well, we, you know, we have a perspective that people were just more greedy and, like, just looking out for themselves or their family, but it's good that people extend further than that. I think that's a really good thing. Um, I think it's good that a lot of people are also becoming, what it seems like, in my opinion, more open-minded, you know? It's a nice thing. 
because people are considering, like, you know, maybe I don't have to, like, pop off on that person. I don't have to, maybe they're going through something today. Maybe you don't know, like, maybe someone in their family has died. You don't know this, but, like, they still have to show up to work because they have to still pay the car bill. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We don't all have sick leave. We all don't have, like, jobs that provide for us like that. Yeah. That would be a nicer... I mean, that'd be a better thing if we had, you know, an economy or something that provided a little bit more. I know it... Under, I understand that it requires more taxes and it pulls more from people who do work hard. But there's people who do try to work hard. And honestly, reality is just not nice to them, you know? And sometimes just having, like, a place to go, you know, at night or having some food to eat every so often would be nice, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how do you think we can get there to what you're advocating for is for people to have more resources and have those bare minimums? Um, is it just voting? <laughs> like, just voting? Yeah. Just vote, stay in tune with, like, what's happening in the economy and your reality, like... Politics? Politics, because they're the ones who shape this country for us. And, you know, if we don't like what they're doing, we can... I mean, in a sense, we have the the power as a mass, you know, not as an individual, but as a mass, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's important for people to stay as a collective and stay open-minded, because when we close ourselves out, we close others out as well. You know, when we say, oh, I'm only this, then maybe you shut out other people that could help you out. You don't, you're not only, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so. We're human beings are very, we're very complex in certain aspects. And if we try to define ourselves by one thing or say, I'm purely this, I'm super radical this, yeah. And you're limiting the possibility of getting a perspective that could possibly optimize yourself being. And we all essentially need the same things. Which is? You know, love, food, probably a place to sleep. <laughs> That's very true, man. We're all, we're all, we all need the same things. So we might as well just work together, man. There's no yeah. point. In, and we no can get point. to better places once we just really buckle down and just like... Cut the BS and just really work together. Yeah, know? cut the bullshit, cut the ego, all the things that limit us from being together. Yeah. You know, it's really, really fucking tough. It's yeah. not it's not a flip of a switch, yeah. but it's something that everyone can work towards every single day. Yeah. Make yourself uncomfortable, express yourself honestly, you know, yeah. learn to persevere past judgment, learn to love yourself. Someone else's life positively. Exactly. Yeah. I mean I think it's it's crazy how how one little piece of act of kindness towards someone else can really affect that person, but then even more so can resonate with you. Yeah. And it makes you feel intrinsically good and even makes you feel happy about yourself. Yeah. And the other person, honestly, it could provoke them to do something nice as well. Yeah. You know, like, you, you only, you draw from what has happened to you. Like, if you, if someone treats you very nice you're probably going to find yourself wanting to treat other people nice, you know? So just be that nice person in your own life and, you know, other nice people will probably flock to you, you know, and you have to occasionally, <laughs> you know, weed off the abusers, maybe enlighten people, you know, along yeah. the way. 
you know, don't shut anyone out. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode. It's been a pleasure. Um, every Like, the things we're talking about, it's literally happening. All the things that I advocate for are things that I'm constantly doing every day, including with this podcast, you know, having a conversation with Anthony and trying to have good pronunciation, enunciation, so that <laughs> what you guys hear is comprehensible. And just really, you know, it's, there's a dynamic to this because when you turn on the mic, when you know you're recording, it's almost like, man, it kind of gets you tensed up because you know that the whole, you know, you think, oh, the whole, this is going to be available to the whole world. And it's kind of like, it's almost, <laughs> it's a weird thing. It's like an innate thing to feel kind of frightened by it. Yeah. But I think through persistence, through me constantly, through doing this consistently, I'm going to hopefully get better. And, you know, just just really a demonstration of, of what I'm talking about. It's yeah. just... Hey, we're all growing doing this. Like, we're all growing, man. I've been doing this. My first podcast. What the heck? Yeah, man. I've never done a podcast before. If anyone wants to ever come <laughs> on the show, you're more than welcome. Just yeah. let me know. Let me Check know. out the Instagram page. Come hang out. It's a pretty decent setup, right, Anthony? Yeah. We got, uh, looking at some fishes on the monitor. Yeah, I put some... <laughs> I put a... I typed it on YouTube, like ocean background and then we got an aquarium <laughs> we've got an aquarium going on the whole time yeah there's some cool posters going on you know yeah relate me to my life and history yeah all right folks thanks for tuning in i appreciate your attention hopefully you gained some value through listening to this and wherever whenever you are listening to this i hope you have a wonderful day peace Light bulbs. peace And that is a wrap for this episode of the Art of Human podcast. If you feel this episode was insightful or beneficial for you in any way, please make sure to share it with those you feel may also benefit. If you'd like to get sneak peek audio clips from the latest episode, behind the scenes footage for the podcast, or insightful content from your host Sapien, please follow at T-A-O-H experience on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook. Lastly, go out there. Be your sexy self and spread that peace, love, and positivity. Sincerely, your host, Sapien. Until next time.